Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ray, uh, good morning. Thank you for joining us. What was your top takeaway from yesterday coming from that game? It was imperfect, but uh, but necessary. Uh, it, you know, and I guess, you know, some people have said to me, oh, you're quibbling, you're nitpicking. You know, they won the game. They got to five and four. They're at the buy in pretty good shape. Well, you know, that's all true. But... You know, that was a game that the Eagles really controlled for the, certainly the entire first half. And yet they found themselves in the fourth quarter struggling to put away a Bears team that they probably should have put away much earlier. So um, it, was, it was a good win. And I guess my, my big takeaway is that this team is trending in the right direction, but it still needs to find some consistency. I mean, that's a game that those first two drives that they had, those first two possessions, they drove it pretty much the length of the field, got it down to the 10-yard line couldn't punch it in the end zone and had to wind up settling for field goals. And, you know, if they, if they score touchdowns on those two drives, this game's over in the first quarter and you're not hanging on by your fingernails in the fourth. And that's, you know, you're at end of November. Now you're building towards the postseason. You're, you're trying to build the team that you want to go into a postseason with. And, um, you, you need to start now developing that kind of consistency. And I thought that yesterday, it was a good win, but it was less than a perfect win. No, I, I agree with you, and, and I don't blame you for nitpicking because of the expectations on this team going into the season. Ray, I think one of the reasons why the offense had such a had so, so many problems putting it in the end zone yesterday is because their wide receivers simply aren't doing enough. Alshon Jeffries dropping balls, Nelson Aguilar's not making any plays, Mac Hollins isn't making any plays, Deshaun Jackson can't stay on the field. What do you make of that position right now? It's a problem. It, it is, and there's no getting around that. Um, uh, they missed Deshaun Jackson tremendously. I mean, you saw the one healthy game that he had week one, what a difference maker he was. Uh, and they were hoping to get him back, and they did get him back on the field yesterday, but he plays one series and he comes out again. And, you know, I don't know at this point what you're going to get from him the rest of the year. I mean, they've got the bye week now, so he's got some time to rest. Uh, and I think he'll prob- they'll probably play him. He'll probably be back in the offense before the year's over, but I just don't know how much you can expect to get from him other than the threat he represents. But in terms of his actual production, you know, I don't know that he's going to give you that much. Um, it really is kind of on the other guys. I mean, it really is on Jeffrey and Aguilar uh, to, to make more big plays from the passing game. And, you know, I know yesterday they had great success relying on the two tight ends and, they have two very good tight ends. Ertz had his Zach Ertz had his best game of the season by far, first hundred yard game. Uh, and Dallas Goddard continues to week in and week out give you good production. So, if they want to go with the you know the twelve personnel package, the two tight ends, they can make the passing game work there. But you need at some point, at some point, you need one of your wide receivers to make a big play for you. And right now, both of your two wide receivers, your front line guys, Jeffries and Aguilar, just aren't making those plays. And is it safe to say at this point, Ray, I mean, Doug Peterson's going to give more information today, hopefully, about the status of Deshaun Jackson, because yesterday he was kind of vague when saying how it was out of precaution, which right. to, to me seemed peculiar because 
you wouldn't have played the guy if he wasn't 100%, and you wanted to play him the whole game, but then you didn't, and you said it was out of precaution. So that clearly isn't a good sign. Should Philadelphia expect anything from Deshaun Jackson the remaining seven regular season games and potentially into the playoffs? Uh, I think you're at a point now where you can't really count on him. I mean, I, th- I think you have to look at it as if whatever he gives you will be a bonus. Now, he'll, uh, I would expect that he's going to play, uh, but I don't think he's going to come back and be – I don't think he's ever at any point this year going to be the guy that he was at week one, which is too bad because you saw what a difference maker he is when he's, when he's fully healthy and, and you put him in this offense. He, I mean, he gives this offense – Exactly what it exactly what it needs, which is a a true vertical threat, a through deep ball threat. That I mean, not only does he make big plays, but he stretches the field and allows the other guys to make big plays. So, um, not having him has really limited the offense. But what has really hurt you even beyond that is the fact that the other guys who you really needed to step up of you know they all seem to be struggling. It's made it it's made it tough on Carson Wentz. I mean, it's I mean he goes out there week to week and he doesn't know. Who we can throw the ball to with any confidence, and you know, for a good portion of the season, he's that guy has been Miles Sanders. He's been throwing it to the rookie running back. Yesterday, he went to the tight ends, and he's making enough production to win some games and keep you afloat in the division. But at some point, you need those wide receivers to contribute, and to this point, they haven't given you very much. And it's probably a par- part of the reason why Wentz hasn't really put up big numbers in recent weeks or big numbers overall this season. However, despite the fact, Ray, that he didn't put up big numbers the past two weeks, I thought he came out of both of those wins, Buffalo and Chicago, with pretty good, excellent, based on the fact of that those fourth-quarter drives. What did you make of Carson's performance yesterday in relation to what he did in the fourth quarter, leading that eight-minute drive eventually to a field goal? Oh, really good. I thought that it was. I thought it was a really good game with him. And you know we've had a couple games now where um his his statistics his yardage um looks pretty average it doesn't seem to be anything outstanding but if you just look at the line if you look at the line in the box score you think okay he played okay but i think if you watch the game you know he played a lot better than that um i mean he's he's developing into that kind of veteran young veteran quarterback that understands the situation and makes the plays that you need to have made to win the game uh, it's not necessarily flashy, and it certainly isn't statistically spectacular. But, I mean, it's you get in a situation, and each of the last two weeks have been like this, the Buffalo game and then yesterday's game against Chicago. Then in the fourth quarter, he just gets a drive, and he just takes the team down the field, makes a lot of big third-down plays, eats up a lot of clock, and, and gets your points to put the game away. That That's really what you're looking for in a quarterback, is in those spots that he makes the plays. And you know, the drive yesterday, look, it, it never should have been as close as it was, but the fact is, with eight minutes to go, yeah, it's a one-score game now, and it's a big possession, and the Eagles get it not in great shape. They get it at their own 11-yard line. And Wentz, on that drive, hits, th- hits four big third-down passes to four different receivers and gets you down the field, takes basically all the time off the clock. Elliott kicks a field goal, you go home with a win. Um, and statistically, it doesn't look like Wentz had a big game, but at the point where you needed him to take charge and make the plays, he made them. So uh, I would give him very high marks at this point in the season. And the one thing that's been a constant for the Eagles this year is every game every game they've lost have been games in which he's thrown an interception. In games when he does not turn the ball over, they have won every one of those games. So you talk about formulas for winning, I think that's the one. 
You, I think you hit it on the head right there, Ray. Uh, speaking of uh, guys who are really stepping up right now, switching to the defensive side of the ball, Fletcher Cox appears to be back and as healthy as he's been all season. What do you make of his performance in the past couple of weeks? Really good. I, I think that he has been trending in a positive way really since the Green Bay game. Up, up, to, the, up to the Green Bay game through the first three, four weeks of the season, I, I really did think he, um, he was way, way under par. I mean, it's uh, we've seen Fletcher Cox over time, and that wasn't Fletcher Cox who was out there for about the first month of the season. But uh, starting in the Green Bay game, you saw him start to come on, and he's gotten steadily better since then. And I thought the last two weeks, both in Buffalo and then yesterday, I thought he's really starting to look like Fletcher Cox again. Again, similar to Wentz, he's not putting up spectacular numbers. I mean, he's not threatening to lead the league in sacks or anything like that. Um, but you see he's making really good, consistent play eating up a lot of double teams, still getting good pressure, collapsing the pocket, and allowing the guys coming from the edges, in particular Brandon Graham, to have some big games. So, yeah, I mean, if if the Eagles are going to play good football defensively and if they're going to be a team that has a chance to do something in the postseason, uh, they need Fletcher Cox to play like Fletcher Cox, and he's showing signs that he's he's doing that right now. Five and four heading into the bye, two-game winning streak. What's one thing that, that the Eagles need to improve when they uh, hit the field again, uh, hit the Lincoln Financial Field again in a couple of weeks, receivers, wide receivers, they have to start. When the ball hits them in the hands, they got to catch it. <laughs> no, I mean it. It doesn't get much more fundamental than that. Uh, but I really think that's that's the big problem right now. The uh, the defense seems to be coming together. Uh, and uh, I mean, okay, the last two weeks they played young quarterbacks who have their own limitations in Allen and Trubisky. But I, I think the defense, as you said, Fletcher Cox is coming on. Brandon Graham is playing well. Uh, you're getting guys back in the secondary, so you're getting healthier in the secondary. So the defense is is coming together. Um, offensively, I mean, they've got some good things going. The line's playing well. The backs are running well. The one problem area really is the receivers. If they just start doing, we're not asking them to be super, super human. All we're asking is if a ball hits you in the hands, catch it. And um, that's what they really need to do. If they, if they can do that, then they have a chance to be a team that could really be pretty dangerous. Yeah, it's really. I mean, it's really interesting. The wide receiver core was supposed to be a strength going into the season, and they've been anything but. Uh, Patriots lost last night, first loss of the season for them. Uh, they are also going on a bye, so they're going to be coming to the link in less than two weeks. Probably rather unhappy that they uh, lost to the Ravens last night, thirty-seven to twenty. Was it good? Or bad that New England lost last night heading into this next matchup against the Eagles. You no, know, if you're if you're an Eagles fan, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad because um, the Patriots. I mean they they thrive on this. Uh, they, they thrive on anything negative. Anybody says anything negative about them, um, it's, it's, it seems crazy with all they've accomplished that they get off on that kind of stuff. But they but they really do. I mean, just think back to last year, the AFC Championship game. You know, they win the AFC Championship. They beat the Chiefs. Big win, and you interview Tom Brady on the field, and what's the one thing he says? Yeah, everybody thought we were going to lose. Everybody thinks we stink. Uh, they love that kind of stuff. It, it just they just feed off that kind of stuff, and they now have two weeks to think about a really bad loss on national television against the Ravens. So I'm, you know, I don't think they were going to come into Philadelphia and look past the Eagles. I mean, they they have enough memories of the Eagles to to, to drive them, but. I mean, this is only going to make them have two weeks to think about this and, and take what was actually a pretty good beatdown in Baltimore last night. I mean, they'll stew on that for two weeks and 
when they come into the link in two weeks, they're going to come in looking like the Patriots. Well, it should be a really intriguing matchup. Unfortunately, it's not this upcoming Sunday. It's in a couple of Sundays. Uh, Ray, thank you for the time. Enjoy the bye week. We'll talk to you not this Friday, but the following Friday. I look forward to it, David. Hall of Famer Ray Dinninger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.